You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Hey, ladies, I like to bring up the a topic that, that's been kind of in my awareness lately, and it's uh, being on the spiritual path of the premises is that we have to suffer on our spiritual path and, you know, we have to give up. It's painful and, you know, we lived a life of of poverty and whether it be squalor or whatever, but it's just, for me, it's been coming up lately where I had to do a really deep dive of, um, your spiritual path is not a painful path. And I had a past life, past lives that were coming up because I was getting, it felt like energetic psychic attacks and they were getting painful and just, it, 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 it brought me almost to my knees and where I walked away from my spiritual path because I just couldn't take it anymore. And then, and then Angela kind of helped me come to the conclusion of, you know, this, this might be a, this, this you're identifying with pain and you're identifying with this whole spiritual spiritualness of, of, you know, you're in pain and whatnot. And so it might be a past life and it just, but the light bulb went, I went bing. And as soon as I sat with that and I was just like, I welcomed home this, these past lives and they just rushed me and, and it changed right after that. So, you know, for the listeners out there on your, on your path and, and if you're finding something that's com- really hard, take a look at, you know, where, where that might be coming from, because it might be, a core history, a core belief that you have where your spiritual path is a painful path. It's a path of poverty. There's no abundance. And just the old way of thinking of, you know, we have to give away everything in order to be on our spiritual path. And I just thought it would be a, a good one for us to talk about. And also to the listeners, I'm having technical difficulties, so my sound might be a little different. <laughs> Oh, Heather, you've been carrying that belief, you said, since pretty much the beginning of your spiritual work. Yeah, I would say so, because pain kept on coming up a lot, like, and I would just take it. I would just be like, oh, this is part of it, the nausea, the the stabbing in the gut, or because it would feel like I would get stabbed. And it started going all over my body and just was like, nope, I somewhere identified with this. and And then... I think I heard one time a person go, oh, yeah, the way I uh, the way I identify when people have attachments is, is that I get a stabbing pain in my gut. And that's and I was like, and that really resonated with me. I was like, oh, that's why I feel pain. OK, so, of course, I went and labeled it as that. And then I started getting all this stuff happening to me. And I was just like, darn it. And where I ever had these these core beliefs and wounding it was it would show up in that various area like if it was in the solar plex or the sacral or my neck or you know it's just 
it was getting too much. So, and it's kind of like that whole thing of first you get the feather and then you get the brick and then here comes the truck and next is the freight train. <laughs> so I, I was, I was on my way to the freight train. Like I was on the track. So, and also you had positive reinforcement in a way when someone said, Oh, that's the pain is how I know there's an attachment. So it was almost like, it's a good thing. It's like, Oh, well it hurts, but I'm sensing something. And that and we have to be really yeah. careful because it's we're training ourselves to be like, I mean, we all have our natural tendencies. You feel very, you feel things very physically. I don't, I tend I do. to see things, but even within that realm, I think it's really important that we go, okay, that's good that you feel pain to sense it. Not sure I'm open to that because I do think we can like train ourselves in how we want to, um, and what we want to participate in, you know what I mean? So I think it's just yeah. really interesting that it's almost like you got lulled into it because you were given kind of a positive reinforcement, like, oh, I'm sensing things. Oh, is that why I'm feeling pain? Exactly. Woo! That's my superpower. It's like, <laughs> let's, let's back that up. <laughs> so let me ask you, Heather, then you, you brought up the fact that when you um, realized this could be uh, past life, memories or because it's not attachments um emotions or beliefs how, how how did that change your pain how how does it matter do you need to know the details or you just say this isn't mine in this moment how do you how do how does it make a difference i guess i'm trying to ask that doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, if, if, if you're saying you had all these pains and you were suffering, right. right. And then you said, Oh, okay, well, this is a past life. What does that mean? So why did that make so a difference? I recognized it as what made a difference was it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not me. It's not me in this lifetime. It was the past. So I was letting my past dictate what was present. Okay. So you're experiencing the pain. But it was a, like yeah. a memory of a pain from the past, but you're physically no, experiencing it. No. no, it was okay. No. no, it was it was a core belief that feeling attachment, I feel pain. This is how I identify with attachments. There's pain, so whenever I have an attachment in an area, I would feel pain in that area. Does that make sense? Okay, but so that's past life, or is that a belief? No. Well, yeah, it's a past life. It's a past life uh -huh, consciousness. Still. So we. The way I, the way, the way I've been taught is, is that I like, how do I quantify this? Um, we all have past lives and we all have past lives that are dictating our lives right now. So it's, it's also, I also known it as like soul history. So whatever you have history and your core beliefs and this emotional mental wounding that you have attached with it comes up. So say, Say, for instance, you know, Angela and I had to work through the core belief of fear of fear of success, right? How, how would I be afraid of success if I wasn't really successful in the first place? Why would I have a feeling of everything's going to be taken away from me? So I had to sit with that and I realized that that was a past life. These past lives where I was successful, things were taken away or I was in charge of people and it didn't go so well. So there's a fear of success there. There's a fear of being a leader somewhere there. And I was just like, oh my goodness. So this was the same thing as well. Like your spiritual path is one of 
of poverty and pain and suffering. So that was coming up and it was coming up blaringly until I was like, oh, this is a past life and it needs to be recognized. I recognized it and I just said, I validate you and your experience, my this this past life, and I welcomed you home. So I have created my own language of calling my past lives home to me. So sometimes I feel them, they come into me, like when people used to cross over to the other side, when I would help people cross over, they would go through me and I would feel that. So it felt very similar to that. It would, they would cross over in back into me and it just absorbed right back into me, into my heart center. Or I would, I would, I could tell them walking away and they were either going off to their next perfect place in the universe or they were going back to source. So they were done. They were like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be, I don't want to learn, relearn through you. And I don't want to go learn on my own. I'm peace out. So, so they come home and then, then, then it stops. It's just, or it's so minute that you know that it's still there. You have to go through the different levels and layers to get through that area. And he just starts working out and it just, and it's sometimes it's it's one and done and Grace is like, okay, you learned your you learned your experience and now we're done. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, we need to revisit this and delve it a little deeper, but it doesn't hurt as much. It's and same goes for me. It didn't hurt as much anymore. So do you have a choice in what you're yeah. doing? Can you do you stop have it? a choice? Do you have a choice? Personally, you have a choice in in, in what you're doing because you said it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Can you just still do your spiritual work and, and, and grow without having to do that period. I think that's what she's working towards, but the belief system yeah. is so deep. Um, you know, I have similar things where with success, when I thought I wanted to act, I would be terrified to go on an audition. Cause if I got it, then what if I became known and then people would hurt my family? Like irrational stuff. No, really. I was afraid for my family. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Irrational. And there's nothing in this lifetime that I can point to that would, you know, so it's like, clearly I stood out in some way, my, the way I've translated it, because I do believe in past lives is in a past life, something happened where I got too shiny and it did not go well because it's, just this irrational fear that I've had from a very young age. Um, And I can approach things in a very psychological way. And I can't, I can't look to see where that would have been implanted or learned behavior. So to me, the way I translated it's, it's past life. So, so even though I recognize in this lifetime, I have not had that, even though I recognize that I want success and I'm comfortable with it, there are moments as I approach success where everything gets triggered. And it's, 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 it's like somebody hitting your knee and you, you know, when the doctor used to hit your knee and you, you kick, um, it's like a reflex. And so it, for me, at least when I'm getting rid of a lot of my core or healing some core beliefs, it takes a while and it, it takes being triggered and staying in the moment and healing it and choosing a different way. And so I think Heather is in the process of healing this core belief that to be an effective healer, to be an effective force of change for Gaia, it has to hurt and she has to suffer in some way. And she's now saying, no, 
that's not acceptable anymore. I can, I want, I choose to be as powerful a force as I can be with no pain, no martyr. You know, it's the no martyr clause that you have to put in. Yeah. You have to put in your contract. Does that make sense? No, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's hard to fathom that, yeah, that you've been through so much because of this belief that has kept you both, I guess there's parts of it that seemed like it would be in delight that one you've been chosen or that you're, you're hurting so that it must be working. That's the seductive side. Like, especially if you follow people that if, if you've been enamored by them, if they're suffering, then that good, you, you hit that level. Part of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Wow. Until you get so, well, you're feeding the beliefs. So the beliefs continue to support your actions and the actions continue to sort the, support the beliefs. So it's just a vicious circle that's just spiraling exactly. and you're becoming more successful, but at what cost, you know, then you're losing exactly. yourself and, and you're like, wait, what, what is this? So it had to get to that point. Like you said, like a, like a top spinning, so wobbly and out of control before you realize, wait, maybe this, I don't have to, it just doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Right. Wow. Interesting. That's right. that's a lot. That's 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 just a lot. I can't even fathom. But you do it too. You don't do it with pain and whatnot. But you're doing it with perfectionism, and you may yeah, not call yeah. it um, a past life. But there are yeah. there are core beliefs that you're like, no, no more. Yeah. There's there's beliefs, and but I just um I just I mean I guess we all have different what pain looks like is different for anyone. This was a physical pain, mental pain, and my right? pain's hidden under something else, right? <laughs> Under fear. My, my pain's in and called fear. That's what mine is. So like I wouldn't react to Heather. So I could see why it wouldn't be effective for me and vice versa. You wouldn't react to mine thinking, you know, I'll get through this. So it's very interesting. I find that very interesting how those beliefs, you know, um, gosh, can manipulate, guide. And, but, but without those beliefs, you wouldn't have been able to get to the point where you are now to even recognize so much. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's not I, all bad, right. By, by any means. It, no, it's not all bad. And I think it's just like today I was sitting where, where, you know, my head moves around to certain areas and positions and that that's telling me exactly what was happening. So it was like, I was being told like me on a soul level, wanted to do experience disempowerment and lack within the feminine, the divine feminine and my, and my heart center. So, and I thought that was incredible. So, and it goes for the same thing as this, you know, there was, there was just me at some time in my spiritual journey on this path that wanted to experience what it was to be probably the martyr or to experience, you know, the, to be a spiritual person and have to give away everything, be in pain, be suffering, because this is what it, this is what it, what it was, whether it be here on earth or somewhere else. So, I mean, it's just, it doesn't, it, I don't look at it as bad. I don't look at it. It just is because it's an experience that me on some level wanted to have. And I can't fault myself for that just because I am a light being who wanted to experience something. Mm-hmm. And that could come like, and that's, you're, you're talking about, of course, the belief and, and perhaps past life, because you said you didn't understand where those beliefs came here on earth, but there's certainly the beliefs that we gather from the external, right? I remember talking to a um, man who had done some work for us and he was taking classes but they were religious. And I remember him basically saying 
that you've got to sacrifice and give to others before yourself. And I was exactly, like, and I was like, no, I, I don't agree with that at all. And he's like, no, you uh, yeah. be a good person. So he had that, and I don't want to call it the Jesus complex, you know, but it's that, that thought process that if someone else has told you that is the way it is, right. Then that's what you have to do, right. you know, to his demise, because then he ended up having, you know, financial troubles and what have you. And, and, exactly. and that's just so sad. So and you can how... give both of your money, of yourself, of your spirit, of your body, mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how organized religions, cult leaders, gurus, every, you know, the powers that be kept everyone small because healers and light, um, workers or whatever you want to call us are incredibly powerful. And if we all get together mm-hmm. as empowered beings, they're screwed, right? So anybody who's holding the power structure. So what's a great way to do it? Well, you teach that in order to use your amazing gifts, you're going to have to be small and not think of yourself. And so you're just going to you know, grind yourself to nothing or give up because you don't want to suffer anymore. So you must not be spiritual. And it's a very deep power play um, that was designed to keep everybody small. And now everybody's kind of breaking out of that. That's why I love the fact that we're in a time where the spirituality is growing and changing and, and, you know, Muhammad's coming down off the mountain. It's like people are being spiritual soccer moms or corporate you know, entrepreneurs, it's like, it's not just for the church anymore. People are really walking their talk in all walks of life. And I love that because I think that helps to chip away from this belief that you have to beg for your food every night for your little bowl of rice and then, you know, sleep on your straw mat. And then in the morning, you know, maybe you'll, you'll be holy enough to help others. And all in the name of your doing it for others, but you give yourself away. You give everything yeah. you have away so that you have nothing so that you're right. I mean, you, you give your power away and you, what give are you your, giving away? If I mean, you, if you don't have yourself, if you, if you can't I mean, even yeah, identify yourself. Absolutely. Because you're told that everyone else is more important than you. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting when you put it in that, you know, certainly when we see that, we see that recipe um, continue to play over and over again, you know, obviously in yeah. just us, being citizens in society to the dynamics in school or work or home, right? By what we're constantly being told, selfish is a big thing we learn right away in life, you know? Um, And so we we start getting these labels, right? That, and so we learn that we are not important until we get to this point where then we want to take care of ourselves and, 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 and there's so much not damage, but there's so much downloading done that it is so hard to learn to put yourself first. Yeah. So very hard. Oh yeah. It's just, it's generations upon generations of brainwashing. It's really what it is. You know, even if you don't think you have it, you have it, you know, Um, just in the same way, even though we know it's silly, you look at pink and you think girls, you know, it's just like, there's this brainwashing that's happened. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, it's neat to, I mean, I'm sorry that Heather has to have pain while she does it, but it is neat to have these moments of like, huh, maybe this is something I decided and I'm deciding differently now, instead of taking it as some great truth that this is how it has to be. I think that's incredibly empowering. Oh yeah. When you can see yeah. through different eyes, Heather, right? Isn't that just, 
it's so exciting. As long as you learn to not beat yourself up for it and say, oh my God, why did I put up with it? Now it's just, okay, now I see yeah. differently. Yeah. Now. It's kind of like what Angela said about how you have to go so far out to realize you're, you're, you've been at the core of it. You've been at the center of it in the first place. So it's like, I had to go so far out to realize like, oh, yeah, let's bring that back. Cause that's no, that's not yeah. true. That's not correct. So I don't need to believe that. So it's just, yeah, it's, I have to sit with why things ache still in certain areas and it's kind of, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just interesting when things are pointed out. Well, I think it's powerful that you remembered somebody told you along the way, Oh, that's how I, that's I how I feel it. With attachments. And so it just. And it was like, oh yeah, so that's what happens to me too. Like, oh yeah, I totally feel pain. Oh, is that why? Okay. Boom. That became oh, total approval. And you continue to manifest that reality because that's what you're believing to be what's necessary. And she allows it. Right, She's like, this right. is allowed. Even though consciously she would never want to be in pain. It's like, you know, it reminds me, Heather, when you were first starting to get the head movements and you came to me and you're like, I think this is yeah, team I shenanigans. Was really mad. And I was like, I don't think it's team shenanigans. I think it's like a magnet. It's like you're connecting to source. You're, I think it's play with the idea because she's strong enough. Because if, if, if this was wrong, she could like back out of the room. But I was like, play with the idea. Don't fight it. See what happens. And that changed that dynamic. And that was in a good way. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's fascinating what we ultimately, we empower it. Even if, you know, even psychic attacks and all that, there is that layer that we, we always talk about, like, how can we, someone say, oh, I give permission. It's like, there is something there that's resonating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. But of course, I'm not the one feeling pain. <laughs> so. So do you rewrite at this point, Heather, you can then now create what it is, have a vision of what it is you wish to um, experience in your spiritual work. Uh, you get to start, you know, guiding yourself with this new um, idea, this new belief of what you want to accomplish or what you want your spiritual connection to look like. Um, it's a work in progress. I'm mm -hmm. kind of I'm allowing myself to be teached this new way of kind of looking at things because when I meditate and I have my eyes closed and I'm looking at my whole entire world, my head's getting led to different positions and those different positions mean something different. It's like over the weekend, I learned a whole new position where, you know, divine masculine and divine feminine is over here. And I'm just like, what area is this? This one's a new one. My head's like, yep. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of allowing myself to be taught in that way, but also feeling into when, when there's something kind of muddying the waters and I'm just like, nope, we don't have to sit with this one right now. And I don't need to find out. We can come back to this. And it's just learning back and forth of like, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of, and I think, I think all that I'm going through right now is, is I'm going through a quickening and that's, that's the only word I can describe it as. It's a, it's a huge release and quickening for whatever is coming next. So, did I answer your question? Yes, you did. I mean, so there's, again, 
you're not forcing anything of what you want to see happen. You're, you're, you're like you said, you're kind of allowing it, you're working with it, but you mm-hmm. certainly like when you mentioned um, when, to learn what is something mean and you're just like, okay, I don't have to know that right now. So um, there's control, but there's also acceptance and um, right. patient, patience with it. Okay. And before where there was resistance yeah. to this is painful, this is horrible, and this is chaotic. Um, and you had no control. So now you're controlling how much you want and what you want it um, how, what, to be excited yeah. again about your spiritual work to be. Um, yeah. I mean, right. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just sitting with the energies and being allowed to be grateful for, for this path and clearing these energies mm-hmm. out and just allowing, allowing, allowing this moment between me and these energies to transition. Mm-hmm. So with what, any closing tips you would have for uh, someone who's on a spiritual path and it's, they aren't enjoying it. You know, they think they're doing it right because again, maybe they've read or heard someone else had um, maybe suffered or sacrificed, but they're not enjoying it. Is there some kind of checklist or something you would recommend people do? Um, in that moment, if you're in a heightened state of emotional, mental angst, don't make a decision right then and there. Just kind of walk away, go do something, go do something that makes you happy. Um, I know when you're in pain, it's hard to get away from that. So I wind up sleeping to get away from it. Like I, I'm so exhausted from the pain that I knock out. And then I wake up and try to figure out what's going on. Or I also, when I got, when I got to that point, I just, I told my team, I said, I'm, I'm a hair's breadth away from walking away. So, and I said, I need help. And I said, I surrender. I surrender to the divine truth within me and whatever's to happen next. I fully trust whatever needs to happen. So there's a, there's an amount of surrender and trust that needs to happen. And also once you can get to a place where you're calmed down a little, sit with and ask yourself, you know, it, could this be a past life that's dictating this moment right now, this present moment, and sit with that. And it's kind of like we've talked about in the past podcast where where you ask yourself, how much of this is mine? <laughs> and usually I'm only finding stuff that's only, I don't know, 10, 10% or less. It's so interesting. It's like, wow, I can only, I, I, I only need to work with that 10%. So that that core belief of you know pain and pain on my on my path was only like three percent and that three percent was that belief that that person said you know like oh I you know I the way I feel attachments is is by the stabbing pain in my gut and, and so I, since I identified with that and there was something within me was like yep that's how I always feel it and <laughs> how do I know that how did I know that so just sit with it, sit and see. And if it's only in a short amount, work with that. And then if it's past life consciousness, uh, see what you can do. Find your own language on how to bring it home. Ask your team to guide you. Ask, ask the truth within you, your heart center. How do I bring this home? And for me, it's just I validate this part of me that had this experience. I honor that experience. And then I say, come home. I said, I welcome you home. So, and see if that works. Sometimes it needs to be heard or pissed off and it's like, no. So you just, you need to work with what, 
what your language is and how you understand spirit. Well, I hope advice. that makes sense. Yeah, very good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for sharing what you've been going through. Hopefully it's going to be helpful for anybody else who's been contemplating why they're suffering so much or why it's uncomfortable or why it's not fun anymore. Angela, anything yeah, to close and- No, Heather, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, um, if it's not fun anymore, like it was getting to a point where it wasn't just fun anymore. It's like showing up for work and just your spiritual path is not supposed to feel like work. So I, I would also take a look at that and see where, why is it not fun anymore for me? And then I started inviting the energy of love when I started when I start meditating, I invite and sit with the energy of love consciousness or peace consciousness when I go and through, do all these things. And I had to give myself permission to feel like a lot of this, a lot of stuff that's coming up is uh, repression. And I, and I find this very much with a lot of people that I've been talking to who are on their spectral path right now is repression. So I had to give myself permission to feel. So that was another thing that was coming up. Well, thank you again. Appreciate all the information and look forward to the new fun stories you're going to be sharing. And uh, um, to see, to see your oh, life. you know, I would, I would replace the word fun with something like empowering or uh, with empowering, just because part of the spiritual path can be the, especially at the beginning, like really taking a look at yourself and there are dark nights of the soul and that's necessary. And, you know, it's just like, there's some gunk you got to get through. So that's not always fun. So, but, but at the end, it's empowering. I think what we're talking about is especially the pain. Heather wasn't being empowered by this pain. You know, it, it, it was, it was, it was detrimental. So I think if you're stuck in this suffering on your path, the one sign is, Am I coming out of it at least empowered? Am I coming out of it wiser and I'm able to use this, but also be careful of getting addicted to the, the feelings. You know, we get this aha moment or this like moment of Zen and or Nirvana and it's incredible. And then we chase it and we, we don't chase yeah. it. Also don't chase the negative. If you've associated with, my suffering means I'm on the path. So now you're chasing the suffering. It's like, don't chase the outcome. Don't chase the emotion, the feeling. Yeah. Be, take the steps on the path. If you're chasing a feeling of good or you're chasing a feeling of bad, even unconsciously, you've forgotten that you're supposed to be taking steps on the path. And every now and then there is there is a result that you get to experience and that's cool, but that's not the path itself. It's like that old, um, I don't know what you call it saying cone. I don't know what it's called, but it's um, you try to point the moon out the moon to a cat and the cat just looks at your hand and it's like, no, there's a big full moon right there. And the cat just looks at the hand, you know? So we're losing sight of what the goal is when we get caught up in these moments of chasing the feeling, chasing the experience. So those were just two things that popped up while, when you asked the question. That's great closing. I, I appreciate that information. All right, listeners, we like to thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within.
Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 